gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces Bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left Yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Cause I can't stop the walk Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Trish and Evie's Focus on the Facts. My co-host is Patricia Negron. She's my partner in crime and taking down the Global Pedophile Network. Trish does a daily live newscast every day at noon on Facebook. And it is the best uh, live newscast out there, and I encourage people to tune in to it every day. Our special guest today is Reverend Kevin Annette the heroic man behind the global movement to end child trafficking and child torture and to de-establish the genocidal churches and governments. He is an award-winning filmmaker and author who works with victims of church violence and genocide all over the world. In 2010, Kevin co-founded the International Tribunal into Crimes of Church and State with six other organizations. He also co-founded the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels in 2011 and has served as chief advisor to the prosecutor's office. The common law court has so far brought two legal cases against the Vatican, the Crown of England, Canada, and its churches for crimes of genocide, satanic ritual sacrifice, and child trafficking, and it has successfully convicted all of the defendants in those cases for crimes against humanity. Kevin's latest two books, Unrelenting and Murder by Degree, Kevin traces the origin of genocide in Canada and across the globe, and he found that all roads lead back to the Vatican. Kevin cites a leaked church policy document. Now, I won't spell this right. Crime and solicitation, I didn't say that right, that still governs all Catholics, and it requires that they cover up child rape and torture and not report it to police. Kevin was a Nobel Prize winner, nominee, in 2013, 2014, and 2015. And after researching his 20-some years of work and efforts for several years, I would agree with scholar Noam Chomsky, who said, Kevin Annette is more deserving of the Nobel Peace Prize than many of those who have received it. Kevin is truly one of the most courageous, intelligent, and honorable men of our times. He has dedicated his entire life to this cause. So, And we always get interruptions when I have Kevin on. And um, so I didn't even list that he was coming on until about an hour ago. So um, if, if we start getting any interruptions, Trish is much more familiar with the Catholic Church and Vatican and all of its shenanigans. And if we start having problems, I will go off air and Trish and, and Kevin will stay on and finish the show. So, Okay, so let's bring Kevin on and get the latest details on the numerous Vatican scandals over the past few months, including the anti-Pope protest in Dublin, Ireland, and the common law sheriff's attempts to enforce standing arrest warrants against Pope Francis and the public banning orders that were issued against top Ninth Circle cult leaders. So welcome to the show, Trish and Kevin. Hi there. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you could be back on the show, Kevin. Is Kevin there? Kevin? Huh. Oh, boy. Already the problems, huh? Oh, man. I mean, I know that he that he planned on coming on, you know, because um, I, I talked to him by email today, and he said, yes, 
he was going to be on. So, um, well, last time there was a little delay with him getting on. So, um, you know, maybe we could talk for a minute about some of the stuff that's going on, like you mentioned in Ireland, and um, give him a minute to to join. Right. Right. Do you do you want to go ahead with that? Well, you know, in addition to what was going on in Dublin, there was also the protest in um, the, a town by the name of Chum, from what Kevin said is the pronunciation. It's spelled T-U-A-M. And that's where there was a home for mothers in which an estimated 800 or so babies, many of them very young infants, um, were found dismembered and many of them with their heads severed and disposed of in this septic tank. And the protest is about not only just the fact that those children were uh, buried in there without any um, recognition whatsoever, the church will not even allow the babies to be exhumed and given a proper burial. I mean, you're talking 800 of them. And to have them mutilated in that way, I just, for the life of me, cannot conceive of a set of circumstances under which that would make any sense you know, to a normal human being. So um, this, and this is a story that has just gotten no airtime, but has been going on for many years. So, and there is a group of very dedicated women who are persisting in demanding that the church address this and and give those babies a, a proper burial. Right, and I know the last time that Kevin was on that he, that he brought that up, and he said that uh, that those, you know, that he brought up about how the heads are missing off of a bunch of those babies, which means they're satanic sacrifices. If they kill them babies, right? Satanic yes. sacrifices. Yes, there's no other explanation for that. I mean, what? How? How else? How could you explain that away? Otherwise, you, you can't. You simply you can't. can't. And, and these homes, these homes where this is happening, they're run by nuns, right? Yes. These charity yes. homes and. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So they're, the, they're run. The nuns are so involved in this. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how many, you know, these nuns and stuff. I wonder how many kids they have to have for these satanic rituals. Well, you know, you consider the eight hundred in that single home. You know, um, and this was in a small town. It's not like they're, you know, you're talking millions of residents. You know what I mean? So uh, they were going through babies at a very healthy clip, it looks like. And you consider the number of these orphanages around the world. And right. you're, we're hearing more and more of these stories of abuse, you know, not just of individual members of the clergy abusing children, but the Pennsylvania case, for example, where there were 300 priests 
who were identified, which means there were far more than that in truth. We just don't know the others. And they were found to have been running what it amounts to a satanic ritual abuse child sex trafficking ring. They were using wits sadistic methods. This is language used in the police report. They filmed them, their rapes, their violent rapes of these children and distributed the material among the diocese. Uh, They marked the children with gold crosses so that other priests would know which children had been groomed and were, you know, available prey for them. Uh, It just, it's systematic. It's institutional. This was just six or seven of the dioceses within Pennsylvania. And then you consider we have 50 states and we're one country. Um, you you consider the scale, as we find out, you know, all this going on in Chile as well, uh, where Kevin has said that, you know, how many churches have been burned to the ground now because no one is being held accountable. Even in that Pennsylvania case, they have over a thousand victims that have been identified, and not right. one single prosecution of the people who covered it up is forthcoming. And that's one of the things Kevin talked about as well, is that the church had negotiated with the Pennsylvania Attorney General to, quote-unquote, allow the publication of this report uh, in exchange for no prosecution. And the the notion that, you know... Is, is that right? The Attorney General can, can do that, on. Trish. Trish. Yeah. Is that true? The Attorney General can do that? I mean, yes, I hear what you're can. saying. You're saying they, they agreed to issue this report, and then, but in exchange, he said that there would be no prosecutions of anybody. They do that kind of thing all the time. You know, I would not have believed it, Evelyn. That's a very good question. But we've seen, you know, you needn't look no further than all of these agreements that the FBI has cut you know, with um, illegal non-disclosure agreements and, um, you know, all all these methods used to silence whistleblowers that are illegal, but they're still, um, you know, when you have the entire system corrupted to protect you, that's what it will do. And and, and that's what's happening here. Um, You know, and and the police report is very clear that not only was was this abuse going on institutional on an institution wide basis and and was systematic but that the cover up of the abuse was institutional institution wide and systematic and then in fact there was another um uh, it just came out that um, Vincent McCaffrey, who helped cover up um, uh, abuse by um, an- abuse of another priest, who was later sentenced to 20 years in prison for possessing child porn and not for any of the rapes that he committed, because he even confessed to having sexually assaulted so many children that he could not recall how many he had assaulted. But he was not held accountable for any of those crimes, only for possessing the child porn. 
And, and, and what this Pennsylvania case also tells us is that the porn is being produced on church property. We know right. this. And for that right. very reason alone, that those assets should be seized by law enforcement and those dioceses shut down. And everyone there should be held accountable. I mean, just the, the idea of it is horrific. But while the, you know, leadership is not doing anything, it looks like the laity is, is finally becoming outraged enough to really push back because now we saw the CEO group. It's a very prominent CEO group in the Catholic Church that is withholding its annual tithe uh, in yeah. escrow. Yeah, I've seen a headline about that. Yeah, explain that. I, I didn't understand. That's something, see, you understand. I don't understand about tithes or anything like that. So, yeah, explain that. So, you know, every year apparently when you tithe, you just commit a percentage of, you know, certain proceeds like your income or maybe dues for for them because they're uh, an uh, Organization and um, so, so every year, how much? How much? Do, like the average Catholic, how much would they say their tithe would? Would they give what percentage? The, the standard would be between five and ten percent. So really? I'm guessing the CEO group would take each of them would take five percent of their income or ten percent of their income. They would contribute it to a pool. And that would go to that would then be given to the church in the name of this organization, and it's apparently the largest um, or organizational contribution that's made to the Vatican every year. So it is an incredibly influential group. And so it, this year, instead of paying the tithes to the church, they've now put it in an account that is you know, designated as this tithe, but will only be released pending certain conditions. And it's not yet clear what those conditions are, but the uh, CEO group wants an explanation for what is being done to prevent this kind of thing from continuing into the future, because that has not been addressed at any point in any of this, nor has the church offered a single apology to those children. Yeah, yeah. So we watch this. About every 10 years, it breaks open a big scandal, you know, back when, uh, when what was it in Boston, when they, what was that, about 10 years ago, that they revealed the big scandal there? And now yeah, we come and know nothing ever gets done about it. Yeah, yeah. They think we're going to let this go on. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. And all these politicians are in the pocket of the Vatican. You know, this this headline, Roman Catholic Church found to have spent $2 million lobbying to block, block child sex laws. That would have been in New York, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then politicians, yeah. you know, give in to this. Yeah. I mean, why, why, why isn't it that statute of limitations has been lifted years ago? Right. I mean, there's just no explanation for that whatsoever, that there should be a statute of limitations at all on these kinds of crimes, much less, you know, again, I go back to the cover-up. This is, that's a racketeering yes. crime what, that we're talking about, and there are not supposed to be any statutes of limitations well, my understanding through Charles Ortel, who is a RICO expert, 
um, and financial expert is that the statute of, of limitations does not begin to run until the um, racketeering ends. So as long as it continues, there is no statute of limitations running. So, uh, again, like there is no explanation for not prosecuting this except for the fact that the way the Catholic Church works is it's a, the perfect human compromise operation. And what happens is, I can imagine, back in the 60s when there was a much larger Catholic population and all of these, you know, senators and elected and appointed officials were going to me- confession, you know, so they could receive communion, were yeah. telling their priests, Things that were then being used to blackmail them, and that's how that's one way that this has, you know, taken over our all of our systems is through the system itself. It is one of human compromise and blackmail. Right, right. Well, when you were talking about before about you know the Catholic Church at Vatican has all these orphanages all over the globe, and they're all for human trafficking. They're all for child sex yeah. trafficking. You know, yeah. I mean, you 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 can. Um, there's in Spain a big story broke. I maybe three, four, five years ago, where mm-hmm. you know again, it, and it always seems that um, you know during uprisings, civil unrest, and all of this, that that's when it's at its worst. And, um, you know, 100 years ago in Spain, when there was so much chaos, there were apparently thousands upon thousands upon thousands of children who were taken from their mothers, who were poor or their, you know, husbands were off fighting in the First World War or something along those lines. And... Um, these babies were sold by the church to wealthy couples who wanted children for whatever those purposes might be. And, you know, we are learning now that many of those very wealthy people who procure children from um, religious organizations do so for purposes of raping and exploiting and possibly, you know, ritually sacrificing them. So... um, at that time, when that whole story broke, the Catholic Church, again, refused to cooperate to help these children find their parents and get some answers about what happened to them. Right, right. Well, you know, um, I don't know. I think, you know, this this one headline that I put for the show today, it's time for Catholics to face the truth, that that is really the you know, I rode past the Catholic yeah. Church on Sunday, and uh, it wasn't as packed as it used to be, but it, there were still lots of cars there, you know, and I was just just aghast at the sight of this. Yeah. It's like, how can anybody set foot in that pedophile heaven, these Catholic churches, you know? That, yeah, it's, it's like... It, a I said to my boyfriend, I don't know, I think we got to get protests and go to every one of these damn churches every Sunday with the signs of you pedophile enablers. You continue to give your money to that Catholic Church so they can continue to rape and sodomize and murder our children. 
and these Catholics right. are well, still and, going. You know, and, I heard you know, that. They, now, what is the Catholic population in the United States? Do you know, Trish? Oh, that's a really good question, Evelyn. I don't. I, because I, I heard that no it dropped by idea. three million in the in the United States. The Catholic population it's down by three million, or yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. My my laptop is super slow right now, so I can't search anything. But I I, I know you know um, that you know the laity is shrinking quickly, and uh, this has got to be a major blow to have this whole case break open in Pennsylvania, and now the New York Attorney General is looking into cases that were investigated. Um, Back in 2002, they were disposed of, I guess. But yeah, I heard that, uh, that be they sent diocese that they sent all the diocese subpoenas in New yes, York. Yes, every single one, and they're looking. Not they already chose not to prosecute any of the crimes that they uncovered, but for some reason now they're looking to see if there is any cover, what how the cover up happened. But it's, no one ever gets charged for this, and it really, you know, almost makes me feel like they're just trying to give the impression that something is being done, when in fact they have no intention whatsoever of following through on any of this. Right. Well, I think this time, you know, it's too late for them, because we're not going to sit back and let this continue and not have nothing done about it. You know, that, uh, yeah. no, no. And I said, you know, the this should be a time that the FBI or the federal agents should be raiding every church in this country because this, yes. this child sacrifice goes on in every church in this country, and the blood and the DNA and everything would be there, you know. Yes. But, yes. you know, they'll just start burning down these churches. Well, that's what they're doing in Chile. I mean, right. they, they're like, if if their law enforcement isn't going to take care of it, their people are, apparently. <laughs> and, right, I, right. you know, that, the idea that people can continue patronizing the the church at all. The other Kevin has pointed out too, you know, for example, in the United States, the Catholic Church collected something like fourteen billion dollars in one recent year and spent less than one percent of that on charity. They spend you know, how many millions on lobbying Congress and then millions more on um fighting these lawsuits for the abuse and then the payout, you know, from the church for the victims of the abuse. I mean, that's what you're paying for. That's what your money is going for is to facilitate child rape and exploitation. That's what the church does now. I mean, regardless of your relationship with God, that's what they're doing with your money. Right. You know, and, and this is just so disgusting to me, Trish. I mean, you know, like I said, I was so angry when I seen that church. You know, it was probably three quarters full. You know, where it used to be packed yeah. every at this time on Sunday. You know, but I, I, I can't believe that anybody with any amount of human decency could walk into one of them churches, at knowing what's going on. I mean, now the mainstream media is reporting on this for a change. You know, yeah, but they know what's going a on. A little bit, still but go, they still go. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say about Catholicism is that the um, the cognitive dissonance is really powerful. You know, I, I think I told you that um, 
you know, Catholics, the way they approach life. And this is every Catholic I grew up with, including my own father. My mom was a nun initially, but then she walked away from the church and turned and ended up really despising it. But uh, my dad was a devout Catholic all the way through, and even he lived this way, which was, um, you know, you kind of you do you do what you're going to do during the week. And then just make sure you go to confession on Sunday. And as long as you confess your sins and you can take the, the, the priest says you can take the sacrament, you're good to go. It really doesn't matter what you did in the past. Once you get that confession, you know, you're good. And, and that's yeah. every Catholic I know lived that way. It, it's total and complete hypocrisy but, and never recognized it in themselves. They would deny it to the end and explain away their reasoning for, you know, doing what they did, you know, as being unique circumstances or, you know, it was always like, you know, a special situation when it came to them. Right. So I can see, I can see how that it's just so powerful, the, the brainwashing of that doctrine is because you're, you know, it's one of fear and abuse. You're told you're, you know, born with original sin and you have to spend your life, you know, working your way out of that hole. And everything you're taught is that, you know, you're a bad person and if you have impure thoughts, you know, God is watching you, and if you don't confess it to your priest, then you're, not only are you guilty of the sin, but then you're guilty of withholding the sin, and then you're really going to burn in hell. Right, <laughs> so, right. Well, I was an alcohol and drug abuse counselor for, for 13 years, you know, and I'd list the different, uh, and I would treat, you know, the symptoms of dysfunctional families, too, growing up in dysfunctional families, and people always would assume that this was just alcoholic families or drug-addicted families, you know. And I would point out right. that there was tons of reasons that caused families to be dysfunctional, and the main thing was if, that, if there's not enough time for the children's emotional needs to get met in these families, you know, they're dysfunctional. Right. And I'd say, well, one of them was, you know, religious upbringing, you know, the guilt oh, and the yeah. shame that go with that, you know, that they're told by five years old that they're going to hell, they've committed these mortal sins and all this, you know. And and right. that's one one way of in dysfunctional families, you know. And another one was something as so simple as one of the family members being sick all the time, you know, and all the right. attention has to go on taking care of this family member, you know, so the other children, their emotional needs don't get met. So anyway, but the religious one was a big one, and so many people were affected by that. You know, yeah. and especially I Catholics, mean, you, they're, they're doomed, you know. As a little right. kid, they're doomed already. Yeah. Well, and then you consider, Evelyn, the number of, you know, the, the way the church looks at marriage. Um, you know, all through my, into my young adulthood, it, you, you were expected to stay in your marriage no matter what. And no matter if your husband beat the living daylights out of you every single day, you were to stay in that marriage, and you were to do a better job. If he was hitting you, it's because you were the one who was not living up to your, you know, godly expectations as a wife. And, you know, if he was an alcoholic or whatever. And the other thing that the church tells you is that you must suffer. 
you know, unless you're suffering, you're not paying penance or getting closer to God. So, you know, and the other thing at the same time you're told is that you only suffer because you must be a bad person. And, you know, that's God is punishing you for being a bad person. And and it just leaves you with all this self-doubt you, you, and, and feelings of shame and, you know, uncertainty. And it's just the sickest mentality imaginable. And it, 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 there's really all the hallmarks of abuse around that doctrine. Even though, you know, we talk about lots of other religions, but... Catholicism is really, really particularly harsh. Right. Well, I just got a good message. I I was watching my emails because I was getting really worried about Kevin because last time he he wrote in and said he couldn't get through, you know, when you had him on. Right. And he said, Power Hour, sorry, still available to call. So I hurry up and email back and said, Call now. (laughs) So hopefully we'll we'll hear from him. But yeah, um, but that always happens. You know, the last time, you know, you were going to do the show. And um, good thing I was listening because I get an email from them that can't get through the number. You know, wow. they mess it up yeah. every time we have him on. You know, it's every just time. outrageous. Yeah, but At I don't think they're going to get away with covering this up this time. We're not going to let this go down again. I mean, right. we go well, over this we know again and again and again. We know. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen enough times now so that we know not to trust the system. It, it's not going to to take care of this. No. So, and now, now I have kept up. Well, I do keep up but I, but on the latest headlines and stuff. But the latest headline I'd heard from the Pope, he said he wasn't going to talk about this anymore, this sexual abuse stuff. He was going to concentrate on cleaning up the oceans, getting the plastic out of the oceans. Oh, Really? Wow, well, how how nice for him. Because just, just the other day, uh, let's see, this is dated September 6th. Um, it looks like Argentinian authorities raided a Catholic-run school for youth with hearing disabilities as part of an investigation into elect- alleged sexual abuse of vulnerable children. Right, that was another, was that another one I seen with, with deaf children again? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. And they did that. There was a big case of that that in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A huge. Right. Now that was probably two decades ago. We heard about that one, where they came for it, where they were abusing these these deaf children in this home that they had for all these deaf kids. And the Catholics always run these homes, you know, to help. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Set up for the peer reasons. So they. It's just awful. Awful. So now this is another case. Of another? Yes, it is. Oh. Yep. It's in Buenos Aires, and um, it looks at, like, it's dating back more than 30 years, but um, it says the raid was ordered by a local prosecutor investing, investigating possible crimes against sexual integrity, and it covers the 1987 through 2018 period. So some of these crimes are current, it looks like. Um, but the, the church had no response, of course. Um, it says at least 20 children were abused by one priest and um, three other men who were arrested in 2016. 
So uh, it says that dozens of students at the Institute say they were similarly abused for decades. Yeah. Yeah, see, this so, stuff goes... And it says the, the Vatican knew about him since at least 2009. And again, that's, you know, that's the bigger crime, is that the, these get covered up over and over again, and the Pope continues to deny that he knew and gets exposed again and again for having had direct knowledge of all of this. Yeah, he has had direct knowledge, like Kevin's told us, that, uh, you know, that he was guilty of it down there in Argentina, wasn't it? Um, was that Chile or Argentina? Yeah, well, the one, you know, he, the one um, accuser came forward with hard evidence showing that the Pope had known because he had written a letter himself <laughs> and right. gotten a response. I don't know if you remember that. And that's when the 20, I don't remember, all those bishops offered their resignations. Right, right. Um but he refused. He took all but two. He refused all but two of them, I think. And again, no one was held accountable. What was, I was seeing a headline, if, see if you remember this, when a bunch of priests were killed in a plane accident, I think they were coming from Chile. Do you remember that? That's a few vaguely ago. familiar, Evelyn, but I don't recall anything specific, no. Yeah, when I saw that, I think I saw that headline today on a YouTube or something. It was like, I wonder what they wanted to kill all those for, or if those maybe were whistleblowing priests. Yeah, or ones that they knew were about to get busted and had, you know, information on. Again, these are people that can be used to blackmail high-powered officials throughout government around the world. So they have, you know, again, the Jesuits were some of the first... Um, and that allowed the Catholic Church to the Vatican to track not only the inventory of antiquities they had stolen and wealth they had stolen from other nations, but it also allowed them to document details that could be used to blackmail others, and they, because they were the first ones able to write, they had incredible power. Plus, they had this whole system designed to feed them all of this information. And the Jesuits, though not part of the bad, they're, they're not even Catholic um, or Christian, but they functioned alongside the Catholic Church as sort of their, you know, mafia enforcers. So they're they're very closely tied to one another. But I, you know, and Pope Francis is Jesuit, so he's yes. not even a Catholic. I mean, I think even for a lot of Catholics, they don't realize that. I don't understand that the difference between the Jesuits and the Catholics. They're just Jesuits are not part of the Catholic Church. They don't practice the Catholic faith. Well, how did the Jesuit Pope get be Pope? Well, that's the thing. So the Jesuits, I think, Kevin, I, I may have this wrong, so um, you allow me some latitude, but my understanding from Kevin is the way that the Jesuits worked was that they were brought in as, like, the, the they, they were blackmailing the Pope, like, through, or, and threatening them. They were the ones who murdered the one Pope. And so they, they gained control of the Vatican 
through the Pope that way. And then as by doing that, then they sort of set themselves up in this position where they were leveraging everything from the Catholic Church to benefit themselves. And it, so... Um, and they were, they're serving, they're like a mafia cartel that now has taken over the Vatican. And that's why it dates back to like a couple hundred years to when the Jesuits, or several hundred years, to when the Jesuits um, first came on the scene that all of this satanic stuff seems to have been introduced because they're Luciferians. Okay, okay. Well, just got a message back from Kevin. Says sorry, maybe next Monday. Must not be able to get through. Exactly oh, what bummer. happened the last. Time. See, I almost, I almost didn't post that he was coming on. You know, so yeah. that they don't know. That's what I didn't last time. And this is awful. Yeah, it seems you know, to be the, the only way. You know, we get the in the world it. on this show to tell the truth what's going on, and then they block it. Well, and and previously, last, you know, December, I remember, three different, three consecutive shows when you were scheduled to have him on and had announced it, the whole system got shut down. Like, we oh, couldn't right, do, right. no one could do a show. Remember that? And right, so one time for we decided two and a half hours. we would not announce it. That's when you stopped yeah. announcing it, and that's when we you finally were able to get him back on. Right, right. But now, oh, man. You know, and it's hard for him, too, you know, because he doesn't want to let people know where he's at. You know, he has right. to avoid being killed the whole time, just like everybody else in this mess. That uh, Well, and he's well, lost so much. Oh, yes. And yes. so many people have. But he's persisted. I mean, I, I give him so much credit. And I have not read his books. I really would like to. But the work that he's doing... And, and he, uh, much of what I respect about Kevin's work is that he he takes the initiative to sort of regain the our our power as sovereign individuals in fighting back because you know these government institutions do not have the right to prevent us from having justice for the crimes that these people have committed. And so we have every right to to um, work outside an obviously corrupt system and find justice for ourselves. And that's what he's doing. And, and um, you know, he's, he's really put an incredible amount of pressure on the church by doing this. And I think that's what, you know, as you pointed out, this, this is, they're not going to get away with it this time. It's just, there's one story after another is coming out. There's this other, just another story being written about in Burlington, Vermont. This happened, again, back in the 90s when all the stuff was breaking with the Catholic Church here in Boston. It turned out all these children who had lived at a uh, orphanage run by Catholic nuns had endured the most horrific abuse. They were brutally beaten with belts and straps. They were 
um, thrown down stairs, marble staircases that would kill them. One girl uh, recalled walking in the the grass outside one of the buildings and suddenly hearing a crash of glass and seeing a, a boy come flying out the window and hit the ground. And she would she wow. saw a nun standing in the um, window looking down and then just walk away. And the nun she was with grabbed her by the ear and said, you have a wild imagination. Like that's how the Catholic mind works. It's just to deny what is right in front of you. And yeah. um, she, she, these victims came forward. There were these three girls who corroborated um, this scene where another girl was whipped to shreds by one of the nuns who screamed at her that she's like, I will make you cry. And she just whipped her as hard as she could from her neck down to her feet. And... Um, Finally, the little girl began weeping, and she finally stopped. But uh, they, they were forced to eat their own vomit. They were locked in um, tanks for hours and hours, sometimes forgotten for days inside a tank where they had been locked or a closet where they had been locked. There was a scene described where a nun held a baby upside down by its angle, ankles and knocked its head against the table until it stopped crying. Oh I mean, it, 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 this is in Burlington, Vermont. Hundreds wow. and hundreds of children went through that orphanage. Wow. Another message from Kevin. He's going to try to call in, but just go ahead because he might not be able to get through. But go ahead. So at that orphanage, oh. was hundreds and hundreds? Oh, yeah. This is over decades that this went on. Yeah. Right in Vermont. In Burlington, Vermont. Bernie, uh, Bernie, what's Bernie uh, Sanders' territory? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh really? Or were you going to yeah. say, did Bernie bring this up? No, he's never brought it up. No. He never brought it up. No. Oh, man. But... I mean, and this is this is a story that's coming out again, you know, in the midst of, you know, Argentina and Chile and Ireland and Pennsylvania and now New York. It's just like, you know, it's got to break under this pressure at some point. I mean, um, yeah, and, and I see the headline I, about like New Jersey, said, too. Oh, really? I see the headline I about New Jersey, that. too, maybe going to investigate the diocese in, in New Jersey. But that's what they should do, every single one, like they said in New York, yeah. that yeah. they sent subpoenas to. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. get, well, we're not going to let this go down this time. They can no. try all they want, but, uh, you know, like this, blocking our radio show, blocking the top experts coming on to explain it, you know, this be all yeah. umpteen times they pulled this, that, uh, but we're not stopping. Nope, uh, we'll just do figure out how to work around them. Just like with all the censorship, I mean, on, on social uh, media, all these accounts being um, suspended for for posting about, you know, the global crisis of child rape and exploitation. I mean, that is just the idea that those are the accounts being shut down ought to alarm everyone. Yeah. But, um, yep. Did you see yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that they had a big protest out in Hollywood against the pedophiles? I did not. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put uh, I put some of the pictures on my Facebook page. Yeah, the Oscar for the biggest pedophile goes to. <laughs> they get all these signs. I love you know, that. That's right. That's right. We're not letting up. You know, we've got it this far, this time, and we're not letting up. No, we can't. No, I mean, we're, for we're all those the, children, my God. Oh, and the, yes. And it break, hope. breaks my heart, Chris. breaks my heart because all these shows, every child people on these children's shows have been raped and sodomized and stuff by these Hollywood elites and who, who God knows how many people. And, you know, and you, you see what happens to all these child stars. They always end up yeah. OD and, you know, turn into drug addicts and stuff. Well, Everybody Loves Raymond is a good example. I said people should put out, put together a Leave it to Beaver show from the 50s and then a, um, Everybody Loves Raymond shows in the 90s, late 90s, and just see uh-huh. how they have perverted our children. Just every show is full of sex, 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 sex. And it's supposed to be a, a family show, you know, and I wasn't watching TV back yeah. then, so I didn't catch it, you know. But I do know, but right. on that Everybody Loves Raymond's, now I was watching the reruns last night when the children were older and the, old, the girl was 13 or something. The boys were probably like 10 or something. You know that one of those boys, one of those twins on that show committed suicide. I think it was only 19 years old. You know, that, uh, wow. and that was in the media, but nobody even catches it, you know. But to tie it in, what's going on here, that this is what happens to these children. You know, yeah. and some of them can't Well, and the ones... The ones that have come forward uh, from the Catholic Church, you know, you have the Pope comparing them to a pack of wild dogs. These are people who have suffered horribly. They were shamed for their abuse and and left to grow up into, you know, adults who could not have been more confused, and, and many of them depressed suicidal, unable to handle relationships. I mean, so many of their lives were destroyed. And then the Pope not only does not offer a single prayer or apology to them, he compares them to a pack of wild dogs. I mean, the insult could not be more acute. It's just breathtaking to me. Uh, I, I really can't get over it. Yeah, and then and then there was a one headline by one one pope or bishop or cardinal or something putting out that something about these accusers or something just trying to destroy the Vatican and they got skeletons in their own closets. Yeah, no, oh. it's just a classic case of you know blaming the victim and it's yeah. and these these are the Catholic Church leadership for heaven's sake. This isn't some lay person talking out of their knows, you know what I mean? It's like these are right. people who are supposed to, you know, speak for the entire church. And they have no they they, they clearly have no understanding of how sickening their attitude is. Well right, and then and you know, and then there was the other there was the other story about uh you know the the Pope uh, telling this kid that was a victim of the child priest raping him and stuff, he becomes gay. Well, then the Pope telling him, well, God will forgive you. You know, God made you that way. No, God didn't make him that way. Then priests raping and sodomizing made him that way. Yes. But now exactly. sanctioning that, that it's okay to be gay. God made you that way. Oh. The, the hypocrisy is just beyond belief. I mean, you know. And this bit about them always, you know, people always want to say, well, it's because they're not allowed to get married. That's why this is happening. That's bullshit. Pedophiles are pedophiles. 
They'll join the priesthood yeah. because they want to do this. It's not nothing to do with them getting married or not getting married. Yeah, oh, how does how does that factor into the use of whips and you're yeah. filming your rape of children? I mean, where does the, you know, not being allowed to be married factor into that exactly? You know? Well, that's exactly. Just, uh, exactly. Ludicrous. On these Hollywood well, perverts, you know, yeah. and they think that they're just going to roll them back out here, you know, like nothing happened. That ain't happening. Right. You know, and did you hear the latest, oh, I'll never remember her name, that girl that was big in the Me Too movement, and then she, uh, then it comes out that she Rosie McGowan she or raped. Asia Argento? Yeah, her, year. Now she's turning around and saying the kid raped her. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? This That's is how, it, yes, this is how it rates. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Piece of work. Oh, my God. I cannot uh-huh. believe that. Wow. Yep. This is, yep. Wow. Yep. So I'm looking at these pictures from that protest out there, and then they got big sign up there, Allison Mack traffics children. <gasps> yay. Oh, yay. That's yeah, so I know. Awesome. I really That's wished I could go to some of these about. protests, you know. That, yes. Uh, Thank you to everyone that does that. I, I commend you. Holy cow. That's what's going to win this for us, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're trying to, uh, Well, they're trying to. you know, these Hollywood celebrities, I think they're just going to get away with this now, you know, that it'll just go away and they can just blow come over. back like they've always been. Well, no, 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 no. That ain't happening. Well, there was, a, there was a film, I think, that was shelved recently, indefinitely, that... Uh, One of Woody Allen's, I think. Is it the Was one it? with Jude Law or somebody in their 40s having sex with, like, a 13-year-old? Or yeah, a minor a again. Yeah, year old trying to make this normal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they're but trying to roll this out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to roll this out in the pedophilia, you know, and expect us to accept it, you know, and that LB, whatever the hell their names are, rolling out all the sexual perversion, you know, trying to force all our kids to not even know what gender they are. You know, and that's what I told you. I got kicked off of Facebook because I posted a thing on that LBG, whatever the hell their initials are, and something about in the pedophilia rolling it in. You know, people accept yeah. it, and yeah. I, I wanted to put, I will never accept these lifelong sexual freaks. You know, but I got kicked off Facebook for that, so I didn't put that. I just put, I will never accept any of this. I got kicked off. They yeah. kicked me off for yeah. six days for saying that. Yep. This is so ridiculous. I, the censorship is absurd. You know, just for people, I, I know you're on there, and for people who are getting kicked off like you and I are, um, that gab, I find, is really good. You've been kicked off Twitter, too, haven't you? I've I was been kicked, kicked off, off there Twitter. six or eight months ago. Yeah. Most people, yeah. 12 hours, they've never let me back on. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, again, it's just a sign that we're reaching the people who want to know about this stuff and they're discovering the truth of it. So, um, and and those protests are, I, I just, I'm so grateful for them. And I've heard, like, movie sales are way down and... Um, oh, yes. That well, Kevin Spacey had a movie come out, The Billionaires Club... And it only made $126 on opening night. Oh, right. $126. Yeah. Nobody wants well, to see that billionaire. Well, people are not going to take it. Yeah. No. We're done with it. 
you know, and they think they're going to do this and they're just going to roll back out like nothing happened. No, 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 no. That's right. And this bit about, this bit about, you know, them wanting to run Trump out of office, you know, I'm still convinced, you know, I'm real mad at him right now over the Syria bit. You know, I won't accept right. any excuses that they attack Syria again, start that genocide in Syria again, you know. But I am, I think that, that they want him out of office because he's taken down the child sex trafficking rings. Yeah, I mean, you you have to wonder, you know, what it is they're afraid of with him. Although one thing that confuses me about that is, uh, you remember that Lithuanian judge whose brother's daughter, she was four years old or so, was raped by a very high-powered Lithuanian official. And her dad reported it and attempted to have it prosecuted. They refused. He turned up dead. The Lithuanian police um, came and tried to physically remove the girl from her grandmother um, because it was the mother that uh, was allowing her to be trafficked. And... Um, the neighbors all intervened to stop them, and so the police left. But they later came back. There were 250 of them, and the entire town of 2,000 turned out to try and stop them again. But they had surrounded the neighborhood, and they went in and forcibly tore the girl away from her grandmother and returned her to the mother. Then the judge, who was the aunt, um, was smeared, her her career destroyed, and she fled to the United States, um, I think three years ago, uh, seeking asylum. And now, under Trump, the State Department has refused to um, deny her extradition, and the courts are allowing it to go forward. Really? Yeah. Well, we tried. Kevin's been trying to call in, but no luck. I had about four messages from him. So, uh, but, but Trish, you're so knowledgeable about this that you filled up the time. So, thanks so much for co-hosting. Oh, it's been great, Evelyn. Thanks so much to you, and we'll get him on sooner rather than later. <laughs> yep. Okay, people. Well, we'll see you next week, people. Bye-bye. Bye. So helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left Yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle Trying to live my life Cause I can't stop the walk The shelter homeless Feed the poor I can't walk on water I can't save your sons and daughters I'm Gary No.